and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off by playing a question from a listener named Logan. Hi, my name is Logan, and I like a GNG, D&D, and fantasy. And my What If question is, what if everyone stopped understanding GNG? Oh, Logan, I love a good G&G question, but... You know, we still haven't located all of the what-if characters that sort of got lost after the, the time vortex. Hey, Mr. Eric, it's me, Lola Rabbit. You know, I play Lolandra and, and Guild and Goblins. And- Hola, I know who you are. Um, why is your entire extensive bunny family in my house? Yeah, funny story. See, we got lost in space-time because of Fred, I'm pretty sure. Why they me? And anyway, the plan always was that if our house, something happened to Hill the Hill, we would all meet up here to make sure we were okay here at, at my very small home. Okay, yeah, pile on in. Get in all the nooks and crannies. I don't see anyone burrowing in Mr. Eric's bed. Lola, uh, is there something I can help you with? Well, there's something you can help us with, Mr. Eric. Mamma Jamma? Papa Lou? Don't tell me that- Our unification plan was to get all our family to come here in case anything ever happened to our rocket ship house. Totally honored. Uh, just maybe just run that by me next time. But we can't find Zack and ZZ. We actually do have a question, um, along those lines. I love a good what if question. Lay it on us. Porter and little brother Eli, they love narwhals. And they asked, what if G&G came back? But Zack, Zizi, and Scully got trapped in the game, and Lola Rabbit had to save them. Oh, nice! Oh, no! Oh, uh, is, that, is that a problem? Uh, can't you just guild master us to the final boss and we save Zack and Zizi and Scully? Well, if we break the rules of the game and ignore the what-if question, it, it might put the kids in danger. Okay, so we make characters. I got a great idea for one. Oh yeah, me too! Great, and I promise, I may be the guildmaster, but I am on your side. And we will not rest until we found Zack, Zizi, and Scully. But you know, Mr. Lou, Mrs. Gemma, they love guilds and goblins. Wherever they are, I'm sure they're having a blast. You think? Yeah, and this isn't a very violent game or nothing. The worst thing that happens to you is you get stunned, and you can't do anything, but you can still say snarky responses and quips and whatnot. Oh, Zack loves snarky responses. Oh, Zizi does love quips, and Scully loves not doing nothing. When the opportunity presents itself. Well, then let's introduce your characters. First, we have Mama Gemma as Swan Song. A sassy old swan troubadour who's been all around the world, aye, 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 and has a story or two to tell. And then, of course, we have Lola as Lolandra, where bunny and nature mage. But you probably know all about me, so let me introduce Papa Lou as Sir Loth of Hoth, a Jedi knight. Who's, <clears throat> excuse me, did you say Jedi Knight? I'm a big, white, fluffy winter monster of noble spirit. 
So you don't mean Yeti or Jedi. I'm like that Thagod Hoth. That was called a Wampa? Daba Daba Yeti. Okay, Sir Loth of Hoth, Swan Song, and Lolandra. Let's start our adventure. Lolandra, after you, Zachamedes, Skull and Bones, and Turtok saved everyone from the trumpet of travel, things started to get a little better. You told everybody about the unfairness of the guild system that excluded some people and forced others to be things that they didn't want to be. But of course, like all new ideas, you and your friends had to work tirelessly to get everyone used to the idea of inclusive guilds. And that meant sometimes you had to split up. Oh, Lola, how could you let my children go off on their own? Mama Gemma, remember, this is a game and, and I'm narrating. All this stuff already happened, so we can't really change it. I'm sorry, I've never played one of these TikTok raspberry games. Tabletop RPGs, you, never mind. Lola, you were busy working as a delegate to some of the animal guilds. And the last you heard, Zachamedes, Skull and Bones, and Turtok went off to meet the Bakers of Berend to see if they would let in people who aren't made of baked goods. Yeah, that always bothered me. I mean, I make a mean carrot cake. Um, I can attest to that. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, we're not sharing snacks at the table? I brought macaroni salad. I accept your macaroni salad, but remind you that we need to stay in character now. Swan Song, Sir Loth of Sloth, and Lolandra. You pass by Fort Desert and the Cookie Chasm without any difficulty. But at the center of the walled city stands the Baker's Dozen Towers, the central castle and seat of power for the Bakers of Berend, and it's surrounded by a moat of cream cheese frosting. I look for Zack and Zizi. You don't see them anywhere in plain sight, but is there anything specific you're looking for? Okay, I look for their weird friend, Scully. First off, Scully's weirdness is part of his charm. And secondly, I, I think we're probably looking for Skull and Bones, Zachamedes, and Turtok. Yeah, finding them is super important, but I promise they are in no danger. They're probably just stuck somewhere else, playing G&G, looking for you. Who dares petition the Bakers of Berend? Booms a loud voice standing atop a nearby tower. Oh, hi, I'm Mamma Jamma. Oh, I'm Swansong. Yep. And I'm Sir Loth of Hoff, I'm super famous, and you're gonna let me in right now because you love me. Uh... Okay, so you don't actually get to say how people feel about you, but I will say that there is a chance he's heard about you, so go ahead and roll Wonder. Great! What does that mean? Roll a 20-sided die. That's, no, that's a 12-sided. Yep, the, okay, yes, the big one with all the many sides. And then the four-sided die that has the least sides. It's like a little pyramid. Uh, uh there's one. Yes, both of them at the same time. Okay. Oh, uh, and the, what is, what, what are they? Oh, yeah, a 17 and a 3. So that's a total of 20. Okay, as you are speaking... To this guard atop the tower, you see tiny scintillating blue and white snowflakes appear to fall over this guard. They are your sprites, Sir Loth of Hoth, and they help you do your... My Jedi Mind Fix! Yes, your Jedi Mind Fix. You're Sir Loth of Hoth. You're super famous, and I'm gonna let you in right now, because I love you. Hey, I love this game! 
Oh, you got lucky, Papa Lou. I'm gonna do the next thing, okay? Yeah, it's not really a competition or anything. We're, we're like a team, you know? The baguette drawbridge falls before you, and you are welcomed into the Baker's Dozen Towers. This is where Zachamedes, Skullin, and Turtok were supposed to meet with Bridget the Bread Giant, who has been promoted to the Baker's Council. Does anything look really delicious? I stick to the mission, Sir Loth. I am. Delicious things are probably valuable here. Or maybe magical or powerful. They can help us. Okay, roll learn. Let's see if you see anything. Now I want to do the thing this time. Uh, you two make a team roll then. You can each roll learn and take the better result. As a, as a one, good. Doesn't seem like that would be good. Not as good as my 15, anyway. Well, then you're lucky you were looking together as a team because you pass by a bookcase full of ancient tomes, which are mostly recipes. But there's one little rolled-up piece of pastry paper that Swansong recognizes as a scranoli. You hear footsteps coming around the hall. Do you grab it? Oh, you bet I do. If they captured my kids, I may need every edge I can get. Bridget the Bread Giant suddenly stomps into view. Oh, hello, Lolandra. It's so good to see you. Thank you for the carrot cupcake you sent me on my birthday. I was nothing. The big, warm, crusty, bready giant is now dusted with glittery crystals of fine sugar, which marks her new high status among the council. So listen, Bridget, I know you and I go way back to episode 176, Guilds and Goblins, part one. Huh? But we're gonna need you to tell us where Zachamedes, Skullin, and Turtaka are, like, immediately. I was just going to ask you a similar question, but in a nicer way. Oh no, I don't buy it. Can I try to sniff out a lie from her delicious bready crust? Yes, Wansong. Give me a wonder roll. Five plus one. Well, it's been a long time since you talked to bread people, and her fresh bread scent is just too mouth-watering and distracting for you to really get a good read on Bridget the Bread Giant. Yes, one or human. I doubt I'd be able to focus around a delicious-smelling bread person. But all of you do get a sense of Bridget seeming a little confused. I'm a little confused. They were supposed to be here two weeks ago. Huh. Then they get distracted by all the delicious, uh, baked goods and eat so much that they could not physically carry themselves here? That does happen to people here quite often. But I've searched the city streets and not found them anywhere. Well, what about the day they were supposed to arrive? Did anything unusual happen? Oh yeah, like did the fleet of unicars come and try to kidnap them? That's happened before. No, but something strange did happen that day. It started raining and snowing in the dessert desert at the same time. The dessert desert? <laughs> this sounds like a delicious adventure hook to me. I don't know, rainy dessert? Yes, it's been raining maple syrup and snowing butter. Almost every day for the last two weeks. So we go look through the dessert desert. Maybe bring a plate or two. It's not like we have much choice. Bridget guides you to the other side of town. And keeps Sir Loth of Hoth from eating too much. 
Then she slings a licorice rope bridge with candy cane hooks across the narrowest part of Cookie Chasm. On the other side of this chasm is the desert desert. The storm covered the whole city that day before receding. So if something was hiding in the clouds, it would have taken them through here. Wait, 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 before we go, Bridget, I'm sorry, I thought maybe you were a villain. So I stole this granoli from your castle, but you can have it back. Oh, admitting a mistake. That is Guilds and Goblins gold, Mamma Jamma. Oh, really? I guess someone's starting to understand the game, huh, Pupaloo? Oh, you just got lucky. I'll do the next awesome thing. Again, yet, yeah, not a competition. I understand why you did what you did, and I'm glad you told me. If those three are in trouble, you can keep the scranoli. I hope it serves you well. Oh, thank you. Um, what does it do exactly? It'll cast a magic pastry spell, but you'll have to decipher it first. Of course. As you head across the licorice rope bridge, Bridget waves goodbye, growing smaller in the distance, but not too much smaller because she's a bread giant. And as you enter the desert desert, you find this whipping maple syrup rain isn't quite as delightful as you'd hoped. What, it tastes good, right? Oh, it tastes great, but it also sticks in your arctic fur, Sir Loth. Oh. And it weighs down your swan feathers, swan song. Oh, that might make it hard to fly. And Lolandra, even your short were-rabbit fur is made sticky and matted. Can I make, like, uh, an umbrella out of leaves to, you know, keep the... I'm sorry, Lolandra. It's a desert desert. Cinnamon sugar sands stretch as far as you can see, clumping up in scattered pools and lakes and hard rocky hills from all this accumulated maple syrup. But what you don't see much of is any vegetable life. Okay, well, I guess I'll save my nature magic then till I really need it. Oh, 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 can I use the Norse? The Norse? Norse, N-O-R-C-E. So not like Norse gods. Or the Force. No, it's specifically the Norse. Oh, right, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you said it could let me briefly summon and control ice, wind, or snow. Okay. Well, I want to make a, a, a breeze around us to keep our fur and feathers from getting too mucked up by this maple syrup. You know what? That's an awesome idea. Roll wonder to see how well you can concentrate on this. There we go. Uh, that's a three. Your wind is working just as intended for a moment. But you've got too much of a sugar high from all the maple syrup you've already licked out of your fur, and you soon lose focus. Can I just keep doing it again and again and again and again and again? Not really. You kind of have to try new things or different things or wait a while. Ah, oh, fine. We just trudged through the dessert dessert. Dessert desert. Isn't that what I said? No, I think you just said dessert, dessert. Oh, listen, I'm stressed and I'm rolling poorly. Maybe you need to get some new dice. I don't bring me into it. Well, now the dice can talk. What's going on? Come on, everybody, listen. G&G is a teamwork game. If something big and bad has to our friends, we gotta make sure we're working together if we want to free them. Okay, yeah. Teamwork, right? I got something for that. I'm gonna lay my three golden eggs and give each of us one. 
You can crack it open to get plus one die six to one roll. Oh, what if I just eat it? Uh, what? Why? I think it would be funny. Okay, I just want to remind everyone of Logan's question. I eat the egg. You eat a golden egg. You get a very severe stomach ache. And you suffer one hurt. What? I thought you said you were on our side. I'm always on your side, but that doesn't mean you can just do anything. Fine, I use a hybrid nap to get my hurt healed. You curl up in maple syrup and take a quick nap and you are feeling better. Meanwhile, we are covered. If we keep getting rained on at this rate, we're not going to be able to move. Well, I'm big and strong, so I'll just pick you up. Fine, I'll turn into a little bunny. And I'll turn into a little swan. And there you go. You carry your friends through the desert of dessert. And since you are saving them from all that hardship, you are the only one to take hurt. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished, huh? You've been trudging through dunes of cinnamon sugar and fighting your way through maple syrup rains. And as the sun starts to set, the temperature begins to fall. And instead of rain, thick, creamy yellow snowflakes start drifting down out of the sky. Ow, oh, this must be the butter snow. Fortunately, you're all the kinds of animals that can handle a little bit of cold. But the butter snow is making the going awfully slippery. Sir Loth, you have to put everyone down so you can use your arms to help you balance and catch yourself when you fall. And everyone's gonna have to roll dare or suffer one hurt from all the slips, falls, and fatigue. Don't forget your golden eggs if you need them. Yeah, I'm pretty good at dare though. I rolled the six. I think I'm gonna use the golden egg. Okay, Lola. No, oh, that's only a two. You suffer one hurt. I got this. No snow is gonna slow down a Jedi. Not even butter snow. Well, that's a nine plus two. Eleven, you're in the clear. Ten plus three. So, Swansong, you're the only one who hasn't been hurt in this journey so far. But you're still all feeling very exhausted. When the sky finally starts to clear up. And the stars shine bright. But then you see... Little patches of starlight disappear as strange creatures seem to fly overhead. Swan Song as the troubadour and seasoned traveler. Roll learn to see if you've heard of them. Ten on the button. Well, you don't know much about them, but these are pancarays. Nocturnal flying pancake creatures with long forked tails. And by forked, I mean... Actual forks, I presume? Yeah, their tails are forks. I want to sing to them with my swan song, so they'll come closer. Wow, Mama Jamma, roll wonder. Four plus four is eight. Oh, could I use my egg? Now would be the time, right? Oh, there's a six. Three giant pancarays swoop down to investigate at the sound of your beautiful song. Oh, pancarays! Oh, pancarays! Your wings look so delicious! When one gets close, can I retract the thorns on my Everthorn Whip and use it kind of just like a, a gentle vine? Sure. And then I want to wrap it around one of these pancarays. Give me a dare roll. That's a natural one. Oh, I'm sorry. Your pancaray gets spooked and flies off. Oh, I won't let mine get away. I'm gonna eat it. Eat it? Is that what you really want to do? I assume I rolled there. 
That's a 21! But Papa Lou did- If I eat it, it'll heal me, right? I didn't say that, but you do manage to take a bite out of the pancare. Gotcha! And then it flies away, terrified of you. Eat ya later, pancarator! Papa Lou, this game isn't all about catchphrases, you know. Yeah, it also seems to be about eating. I don't know why my 21 didn't work, though. Because I don't think we were supposed to eat them. Sir Loth, they could have flown us out of this desert. Why? Well, I didn't know that. Why didn't anyone say that to me? I thought it was obvious. And I thought you were shaking them closer so we could eat them for dinner. And the third ray, seeing that both its friends have flown off, also leaves. No fear. All is not lost. You can still get across the desert. You just have to work together. <laughs> what was that? What sounds just like? Uh, could it possibly be though? Cause because Cthuncle isn't in guilds and goblins. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I kind of have to agree with my players here. Well, I've given myself stats, not of a character, but of a challenge. The most challenging challenge of all. <laughs> but that's not possible. Actually, it was pretty easy. I just wrote it on a piece of paper. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. The rules are pretty easy, you know. Oh, thank you. I wanted to make them accessible. Gothangle, did you kidnap our children? I would never do such a thing. The time vortex simply brought them to guilds and goblins. And I thought taking over this world would make Scully think I was really cool. Oh, boy. Oh, cuz uncle. So I've put them in a very cozy dungeon. Terrible. So I can surprise them by taking over their favorite game. No. And I suppose you three are going to stop me. <laughs> And me, Cuthuncle. Oh, I don't think so, Mr. Eric. You haven't seen what this challenge can do yet. Uh-oh. Syrupy storm clouds roll towards you thick and dark. Hey, I'm the narrator. In moments you'll be buried by sheets of syrup and butter, and your already weakened characters shall be trapped in the desert desert forever. Will our heroes be able to evade the syrupy storm, defeat Cuthuncle, and save their friends and family? Definitely not. We'll let the roles decide. And your what-if questions next week. Next week? You said we wouldn't rest until we found out- Oh, and here's a letter from your kids. Dear Mom and Dad, Zizi's almost figured out how to get us out of our dungeon with her magic, but it's really pretty nice in here. Yeah, cause Uncle's taking good care of us. I think the time vortex just reset his villain brain a little. My theory is he's stuck in guilds and goblins just like we are. But don't worry, we're all safe. But still, you don't kinda worry and please get us out soon. And tell Squidarella I'm okay. If you see her, I don't know where the time vortex put her. The end. Zach, that's not how you end letters. Love's easy. Then warm regards, Scully. Say, they're mostly fine. <laughs> we'll just save them in the next story, hopefully. Folks at home, we are now part of Airwave Media. Airwave Media is a podcasting company that lets us stay creatively independent and do what we do, but will help us keep this show going. They are actually the home of my first favorite podcast, Good Job Brain, an amazing trivia show that keeps it clean and teaches me new stuff every week. 
so you can check out Airwave Media, and you can also check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Our patrons get ad-free episodes released early, access to bonus content, mailings, a shout-out on the show, and a better chance of getting their questions answered. Fred the Dog here to shout out Max, who turned six in December, and his sister Cleo, who is two. They live in Toronto, Ontario. Max loves Lego and Minecraft, and Cleo loves her stuffy named Puppy, and also loves everything Max does. It's the same with Rory and Cal. Cthunder here. Not to be confused with Cthuncle, who foolishly got himself trapped in guilds and goblins. I would like to shout out Sonia, who is nine years old and is on a travel soccer team. Good luck to you, Sonia. JF Cat here to meow out Torben Banks, age nine. That's Torben, T-O-R-B-E-N, in case you didn't hear me. He loves our show and listens to an episode almost every day. Thanks for listening, Torben. Finally, there's Lucas, age nine, from Olympia, Washington. He loves JF Cat, Fred the Dog, and me, Alabaster Zero. He also loves all the Guilds and Goblins episodes, and does a great impression of JF Cat. I believe it. In what is world, Lucas enjoys many things, including soccer, baseball, Lego bricks, World War II history, and exploring new places with his family. And I'd like to thank Elston, our patron, for today's patron question, what if it snowed, butter, and rained maple syrup? I wanted to save your question for the end, because it was kind of a fun surprise. I'd also like to thank Porter, Eli, and Logan for their questions today, as well as Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, my producer, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that learning to play a new game can be hard. But getting familiar with those rules is what makes the game more fun. And until we adventure again, keep wondering.